Welcome to CEC Explains, your deep dive into fascinating subjects from the worlds of engineering and the environment, brought to you by civil and environmental consultants. And now from our CEC studios around the nation, this is CEC Explains. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to this uh, podcast. A little bit about myself. Uh, my name is Don Grosser. I'm the Corporate Survey and Geospatial Lead for Civil and Environmental Consultants. I'm based out of Pittsburgh. I've been surveying for a very long time, over 35 years. Started in the Chicagoland area. I'm the past president of the Illinois Professional Land Surveyors Association. Um, I serve on the Geodetic Committee for the Pennsylvania Society of Professional Surveyors. I am also on the Geodetic Working Group for the State of Pennsylvania Geo Board. I like measuring things, and that's kind of how I got into uh, what I do. So that's a little bit about myself. Um, I'm going to introduce Todd Babcock and Rob Sinclair. Uh, Todd is our resident history expert on all things survey at CEC. It's not because Todd's the oldest person, although he did uh, interview George Washington in the beginning of his surveying career, but he passed him up because he said he'd never amount to anything. So, um, and then uh, Rob is our technical guru on all things CAD and software related. Um, and I'll, I'll turn it over to Todd first. He'll give a little bit more of his background and then, and then Rob will follow up. Yeah. Thanks, Don. I, I guess I was wrong about George Washington, but, uh, <laughs> boy, that's dating. Um, yeah, my name is Todd Babcock. I'm a professional land surveyor in Pennsylvania and New York. Um, been surveying about 37 years, Don. I might have you by a couple of years, but not, not that many. My uh, vocation is my avocation. Um, you know, my, my hobbies are often centered around things survey related and, and uh, you know, the history surrounding surveying. Been very involved with uh, projects like the resurvey of the Mason and Dixon line, which is really where I, I became more interested in um, you know, how measurement has evolved over time and how it's changed and how standards have changed. And, and I hope to retire uh, with the U.S. survey foot, but uh, I, might, I might miss that by a couple of years, but it won't be much after, after that. Thanks, Todd. Go ahead, Rob. Yeah. Thanks, Don and Todd. My name is Rob Sinclair. I'm the Corporate CAD Technology Manager for CEC. I'm based in our Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania office. Um, I've been with CEC for about 14 years, but have been doing this well over 20 years now. I'm also an Autodesk Expert Elite and Civil 3D Certified Professional. I also have my Part 107 FAA Remote Pilot License, and I'm actively involved in our survey geospatial groups, um, also revolving around reality capture and remote sensing. Thanks, Rob. So just a little introduction into the topic. A recent uh, article in the New York Times was titled, America Has Two Feet, and it's about to lose one of them. And I thought that was a pretty captivating title. Um, So we're going to talk about um, the U.S. survey foot and the current plans for the U.S. survey foot to disappear. And I'm sure that many people that are listening to this podcast may be unaware that there's two different feet measurements in the United States. Uh, But we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk a little bit about why that happened, uh, why they're planning on making a change from U.S. survey foot 
to the international foot, what some of the implications of that difference is, and how that transition is going to work. So uh, first off, I'm just going to pose this question. Uh, what is the difference between U.S. survey foot and the international foot? I guess it depends on your perspective. You know, it, it, it's not very much, but when you multiply it by, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of feet, like we work with, with the state plane coordinate systems or, or large distances between uh, objects, it can be quite significant. Um, you know, it's, it, it is critical. It's, it's going to be a quite a, a change to make this, uh, this evolution into the, the international foot, but it's, uh, it's, it's really a very small amount, actually. Yeah, practically speaking, when you measure even a mile, it's about a, a hundredth of a foot of difference. Right. And, and uh, earlier in my career, when I was geodetically ignorant, we were doing some survey work out at the O'Hare International Airport, and we sent a deliverable to a design uh, engineer. And he came back to us and said, all of your survey information is wrong could not understand why he identified that it, there was about a four foot shift in the information that we provided. And I had no idea of why that shift would have occurred. And it took quite a bit of investigating to find out they were working in microstation, which microstation defaulted to international feet in its uh, units of measurement. And when they were bringing in our information, which was in U.S. survey feet, as Todd said, that little amount multiplied by millions of digits, which is the coordinate values in state plane coordinate systems, it introduced this four-foot shift. And so that was my first introduction to that issue. And Rob, I'm going to turn it over to you to talk a little bit about some of your experiences and nightmares when, when it's come to datum shifts that involve the U.S. survey foot. Yeah, it seems like uh, we deal with this almost every day here at CEC. Um, it is very confusing to folks in the industry that don't have a complete understanding of it. And ironically, um, the Autodesk softwares that we use here at CEC, you know, it wasn't fully supported in the Autodesk platform until 2017. So just four years ago. And now we're kind of on the verge of phasing this uh, this unit of measurement out. So, you know, it's been around for a long time, but it hasn't been in the softwares that we use um, uh, up until 2017. And, you know, we, we do run into a lot of issues um, when dealing with uh, architects um, because Revit is the typical software that architects use. That still does not support U.S. survey feet. So when we export our drawings in... U.S. survey feet, they have trouble um, aligning the data on a state plane coordinate system correctly. So there are tools out there to help with that. Um, there's the Autodesk Shared Reference Point extension that helps collaborate between Civil 3D and Revit, which we do a, a lot when we work with uh, architects. Um, but, you know, it's something that uh, has caused a lot of pain points for us. And we try to educate everybody across the company to uh, be aware of this and, and look out for these issues. So um, how did we get here? I mean, how, how in the world did the United States get to the point where we have two different systems of measurement? Uh, well, this is something that through history, we as surveyors, we've been dealing with for, well, since the beginning of time. Um, 
the evolution of measurement, oftentimes it was, it was a regional thing. Um, you know, in, in France, prior to the French Revolution, um, each town may have its own standard unit of measure, the length of a yard or a bushel of, of grain. Prior to the French Revolution, there were upwards of 250,000 different units of measure throughout the entire country. And back in, um, in the early early English days, when they, they were uh, trying to establish the, the division of a yard, um, it was established as, this is from the, a statement from uh, King Edward I, that is remembered that the iron ulna of our Lord King contains three feet and no more. The foot must contain 12 inches measured by the correct measure of this kind of ulna. That is to say, one thirty-sixth part of it. The ulna makes one inch, neither more nor less. It is ordained that three grains of barley, dry and round, make an inch. Twelve inches make a foot, and three feet make an ulna. Five and a half ulna make a perch or a rod. Forty perches in length, and four perches in breadth make an acre. So they're actually using a, 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 a grain of barley, three grains of barley, to designate how long one inch is. Um, there's, there's also stories that... Uh, to determine the length of a, a rod, which is 16 and a half feet, they would take the, the first 16 men out of church on a Sunday morning and stand them left foot to, to heel to toe, and that would be the length of, of a rod. So there were varying units of measure in how that was established. And it wasn't until um, the, 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 the French approached the English and, and the Americans um, after the, the French Revolution to try to come up with an established unit of measure, the, which was the meter. Um, they developed a, a committee and it was, they wanted to develop a unit of measure for all people for all time. And the unit of measure would be a, a natural length based on the size of the earth. Uh, it would be a one ten millionth of the meridian passing through Paris Observatory from the equator to the North Pole. So they would actually measure uh, through triangulation. They did measure through a large part of France. Um, measuring from, uh, you know, church steeples to mountaintops, measuring the length of hundreds of miles of land to try to figure out how, what the length was from the equator to the North Pole. They would divide that length by uh, 10 million units, and that became the length of a, of a meter. So e even then, it, you know, it was evolving um, up, up until the present time. Now we, we establish the, the length of a meter by the speed of light in a vacuum. Um, you know, so it, it's, it's become much more refined, but there's still that difference between the international length of a foot. So the, the U.S. survey foot is based on a value of 1,200 divided by 3,937. So that, that's the relationship between the, the U.S. survey foot and the, and the meter, which that value is 0 0.3048 It's carried out to, to further in decimal places. But the international foot is based on uh, a foot being 0 0.3048 of a meter. So there's a slight difference between the two. Um, and that's what with the, the going to the international foot, we're going to try to eliminate that variation between the, the two units of measure. So in, in the United States, you know, my understanding is, you know, the, the, the intent at one point was for the United States to adopt the meter as its unit of measurement. And, you know, uh, I remember surveying uh, for DOTs back when they all required uh, metric measurements and we were used to you measuring in decimal feet. And it was always a nightmare because you're nice 
even 66 foot wide right of way was not an even number anymore when you had to do the conversion. And for, from surveyor's perspective, it was very frustrating, at least, at least for me to talk about meters. So the federal government in 1959, I think it was made a temporary agreement to allow the U S foot to continue before they would go to the international foot. So the international foot was adopted everywhere except for temporarily in the United States. And like all things about the federal government, nothing moves very quickly. So we are now on January 1st, 2023. So 1959 to 2023, we will be eliminating the temporary U.S. survey foot and adopting the international foot. So it's a great day. You know, federal government's moving forward in adopting something that every other country that measures in feet has recognized since the 1800s, I believe. So that that's kind of what we're looking forward to. Now, not every state in the United States, just to make things more complicated for us, because surveyors like complicating things. You know, I, I remember uh, one speaker years ago saying, you know, all the neighbors got along and then the and then the surveyors showed up. So um, surveyors sometimes make things more complicated. So there are states in the United States that are using the international foot, you know, perhaps because they're a little bit more advanced or perhaps because they're a little less um, tied to tradition. I don't know which is the case. So uh, quiz for Rob. Can you name those states, Rob? There's six of them. Well, I know at least three of them that we do work in on a regular basis, Arizona, Michigan, and South Carolina. And I do know the one and only state in the continental 48 states that doesn't have a specification is Alabama. So what are the other three? You guessed, Todd, do you know? No. I've got the list. So <laughs> Why did I work in anyhow? <laughs> So the six states, Rob got, Rob got three of them correct. It's Arizona, Michigan, Montana, North Dakota, Oregon, and South Carolina. Oregon or Oregon, I'm not sure of which that is. But uh, so they, they use international foot. And we've had uh, situations because we work in multiple states where, you know, we have to be very careful when we send a survey crew. We, we do share our survey crews uh, between offices quite often, depending on the workload. And so we have to make sure that when we send a surveyor to Michigan, for example, if they're used to working in Pennsylvania that uses U.S. survey foot, they we have to make sure that they change their units when they go to do some work in Michigan. And, you know, that has been an issue where we've we've caught it, you know, thankfully. Uh, where a surveyor will go out and, and start measuring in incorrect units of measurement. So I already, I, I kind of let the cat out of the bag that the U.S. survey foot would be officially deprecated. And that sounds like a dirty word, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, so the U.S. survey foot will be officially deprecated um, at the end of 2022. And on January 1st, 2023, the international foot will be officially adopted. The plan, although it could change because it's the federal government, is to call the new foot just the foot. Right. It won't be international foot because that's not patriotic. It'll be just the foot. Yeah. 
That's why I'm surprised there hasn't been more opposition to the elimination of the U.S. survey foot. Um, maybe people haven't thought about it much, but it's going to happen. Well, but talking about going to happen, will the transition be immediate? Is it going to be a flick of the switch and now automatically everybody's going to be measuring with the foot? No, it's, it's going to be a dangerous time to, to be working on uh, projects that were prepared by other people or, uh, you know, that we're going to have to be able to document, um, you know, what foot we're using in, in projects going forward. We're going to have many projects that are already, have already been started prior to the transition. So it's going to be a long uh, and, and hopefully not too painful process, but it, it's going to be something that we're really going to have to pay attention to as to how we document that so we have an understanding of, of which foot we're dealing with. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it, it, there's a potential for a lot of uh, conflicts or errors if, if people aren't paying attention to this. So uh, from a NGS, so NGS stands for National Geodetic Survey. So they are a branch of NOAA, which is a branch of FEMA, which is part of the federal government. On a related topic, there is a development of a new datum uh, that's coming out, and it's going to be called the 2022 datum. So I don't want to get too thick in the weeds for what a datum is. But it's uh, a, a datum is the framework of the measurements. So they they will be switching to a different framework of the measure, measurements. So if you think of latitude and longitude, so the relationship between latitude and longitude measured in a mapping surface, that's what a datum is. So NGS is not planning on enforcing or invoking or requiring that new foot until the new datum rolls out. So the new datum is called the 2022 datum, but it will not come out in 2022. There's been delays. Some of them have been COVID related uh, because they're um, flying gravimetrical uh, measurements to determine the surface of the earth. So there's been delays in the flights due to COVID, which has delayed the release of the datum which will delay the enforcement of this unit change. Uh, and again, like on, on what Todd said, you know, it's very critical that the unit of measurement is documented. It's always important, but it's much more important when we're looking at uh, these changes coming into place. Rob, can you talk a little bit about uh, how this transition is going to affect the technology and the software that we use? Yeah, sure. Um, so moving forward, I, I hope the software vendors stay up to date with all of this in a timely manner, because if they have a delay in getting all these new datums and measurements um, into their softwares, it's obviously going to push us back a little bit. Um, the nice thing, how AutoCAD and Civil 3D works right now, if you have it set up correctly, you know, you set your state plane coordinate system and based on that coordinate system, it will automatically assign the U.S. survey foot or the international foot. So there is going to be kind of a flick of the switch in the software when this happens. And that's just another thing that we have to stay on top of and educate all of our users across the company to set this up correctly. Hopefully, um, this is going to be a pretty big undertaking for us. And I think as long as the software vendors stay up to date, and push out updates and you know, we educate all of our staff accordingly. Hopefully this goes smooth. 
And th this is something we're already experiencing in, in drawings where we might receive a drawing from another uh, client or another uh, firm uh, with the insertion units that they have set in the drawing uh, based on the international foot. We bring it in, we're using the U.S. survey foot. Rob, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So the uh, insertion units, um, you know, uh, in Civil 3D, um, like INS 21 is U.S. survey feet. INS of two is international feet. And, you know, it's very, very critical to have that set to whatever the project is set to. Um, and that was that should have been established by the, the surveyor record on the project. And if you do have a mixed environment with different insertion units, it will cause a scale factor. Um, and Todd mentioned about how the difference between the unit of measure is, you know, four decimal places versus eight decimal places. So it causes a scale factor of 0.999998, which doesn't seem like much, but when you're dealing with state plane coordinates in the 2.5 million range, it can cause your project to be off five feet. And if it's something that's critical, like, um, uh, permitted limit of waste on a landfill or an entrance to uh, retail development and it's off five feet, that could potentially get installed or constructed over the property line. And then, you know, we would have a lot more issues on our hands. Um, so very, very important and critical to the work that we do every day. And, you know, thankfully we got uh, smart guys like Todd and Don to help keep us educated on all this stuff. I was looking at one of the examples that I saw where there was confusion in the, the uh, differences in units of measure, whether it's from feet to meters and, and the units that were used is in 1999, uh, NASA lost a, an, an observer, the Mars Climate Observer. Landing on Mars, they, they had mixed up the, the Americans were using the uh, using units of feet and the Lockheed Martin was using, who designed it, was using the metric system and uh, it incorrectly calculated as it was approaching into the atmosphere and lost a $125 million uh, observer because they weren't using the right uh, units of, of measure. So it, it, it is critical. Looking to become part of a company where you're encouraged to explore your passions, where people come first, where above and beyond is the standard and where you can take ownership of your future, Join the team at CEC. Visit our website at cecinc.com slash jobs to apply today. So I think we uh, I think we covered the importance of the U.S. survey foot. We've covered this new change to the foot, formerly known as the international foot, uh, and why that's important. And uh, just one other question, uh, and I'll pose this to Rob. What is CEC doing to prepare for the, ch the change in this unit of measurement? Just uh, staying on top of the technology and software. So when this does get officially released, you know, we'll be far ahead of the, the game to implement this. Um, so, yeah, definitely uh, staying on top of things. All right. Thanks. You all have a great day. And as I always close uh, my meetings at work, it's a great day to be a surveyor. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of CEC Explains, brought to you by Civil and Environmental Consultants. Got a question about this episode or an idea for our next one? 
reach out to us at cecinc.com slash podcast. Don't miss an episode of CEC Explains. Subscribe now wherever you find podcasts. Because when CEC Explains, you're always invited to listen.